Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between for joining us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, everybody. If it's your first time here, you have got so much to catch up on. But just in case, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. That's right. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, is Corey Morissette. Corey, uh, what is it, 14 or 13 more songs, dude? 13 uh, more songs. But I tell you, uh, we're, yeah. we're really ending on a sour note because everything's fucking up but the last two days every single piece of electronics i touch turns to shit uh at work i've had uh mics go down i've had robot cameras go down i've had and you know computers go down uh monitors you name it so i'm really nervous about touching any of this stuff because i i don't want to to, to wreck anything so i don't know i i, I might try a i might say a, a sound drop here and, and just see if it works but you're not as confused as him are you i mean it's not your job to be as confused as nigel that that's how I feel uh, all week here, just just confused and out of it. So uh, I was really looking Uses forward Nigel. to tonight. It confuses Nigel, and if you watch Spinal Tap, kids, uh, you would understand that reference. Get, we got to get Christy on a call. We're going to live watch a Spinal Tap, and we're going to uh, ha- have a jolly good time. That would be a grand old time. Uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. But uh, yeah, so uh, in case in case uh, technical uh, difficulties do happen, as I told Corey uh, before going on the air, just blame it on the cat. Corey's That's got right. a new cat running around over there causing mayhem. So if <laughs> I got a cat update too. Oh, yeah. So uh, last week on the show, uh, I, I explained to everybody, we, just, we rescued a cat from our Humane Society. They're overrun right now. Uh, they have over 70 cats in a building that's rated for like 20. Uh, so we Good decided oh, we're, we're going to go get a cat. Uh, and so we got the cat and uh, he's a little shit. You know, he likes, he's a loving little guy, but he <laughs> likes to bite, which is a little bit of an annoyance. But uh, the, the kids wanted to name him Bartholomew. Get it? Mew, cat, mew. Mm-hmm. That's fucking lame. Uh, so I eventually wore him down. I, I, I got a better name for the cat. And I, I laid out my argument for it a few days ago. And I'm happy to report here tonight. I won the argument. Uh, the artist formerly known as Bartholomew uh, shall now forever henceforth be known as Eddie, uh, specifically Eddie Cat Halen, ECH, if you will, the one and only Eddie Cat Halen. Uh, so I, I posted on the Discord because I was so proud. I won an argument with my family for the first time in fuck ever, and you know Eddie Cat Halen is the name of my new cat. And then everybody in the Discord, much more entertaining than you and I are, went off on the cat puns on Van Halen like you would not believe. We got uh, Scott Monroe uh, did a playlist including such uh, classic hits as "Ain't Talking About Catnip." Uh, right meow, take your whiskers home, top of the cat tower, hot fur teacher, Jamie's clawing, which my cat is clearly doing on my leg is clawing, drop dead tail, feline street, hissy woman, why can't this be yarn, which is by far the best one, and purr comes to shove, 
why can't this be our uh, beautiful? We had uh, Chad had some good. Here comes too. the show. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> AFU Alford up when it's heat. Catnip man pounce. Siamese swing. One paw out the door. Man, there's some good ones. And uh, who was it? Uh, Scott Monroe again actually took four cats and uh, put them uh, uh, on the uh, cover for OU812. And we have a new record here by Cat Halen called OU81 Mew. So Mew. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for, for the cat puns. That picture was was not only hilarious, but it was also disturbing in some ways <laughs> just because of the way it looked. I was like, that looks so weird. But uh, if uh, if Kevin Brown wants to turn that into a shirt, I'm not going to be mad about OU81 it. OU81 Mew? Oh, God, I would wear that fucking everywhere. That was just brilliant. I would too. Yeah. Corruption so was go. another the, good uh, one that was uh, thrown out uh, in the Discord. A lot, a lot of great stuff. In the, see, if you're not a part of our Patreon, not part of the Discord, you are missing out. Holy cow. I just hours of entertainment in there. That's a, you know, a good, we'll just tell you right at the top of the show, you guys, uh, we mention it every week, but I'm going to mention it yet again because uh, the time is nigh, uh, as it were. We do have a Patreon. Uh, it's it's what's helped uh, Corey and me keep the lights on and uh, just keep the motivation going. And it's brought about some really entertaining uh, conversations with our patrons. Uh, again, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you get a link to the Discord for one thing, and that is where the conversations usually take place uh not so much on twitter x or anything like that but on the discord and i i assure you even if uh uh for nothing else join the patreon get on a tier just so you can join the discord because it is absolutely worth your your time it is entertaining by far so uh the you know a little just a little extra incentive, but also as Corey and I move forward, because again, as we mentioned, only 13 more songs left in this, uh, in this wheel, uh, there's going to be probably a lot more, uh, Patreon exclusive things, uh, to look forward to as we progress. So get on over to the Patreon, find a tier that's right for you and subscribe. If you find a tier that, uh, y you like, but it's not quite doing it for you, or you just want something a little bit extra, let us know. I'm sure we can make that happen. So we're, we're, we're very, uh, we're easy that way. So, all right. Well, what do you say we get this show started and, right. uh, anything going on a la Van Halen news from the news desk? Well, I tell you what, um, I, I, I always was going to report for the first time here that we are now officially... Uh, seven days uh, free of David Lee Roth posting another uh, shit video. Uh, but he posted one today. But he didn't uh -huh. trash anybody in this one. It, it, it's okay. He just posted, he called it the uh, California Girls Commentary. And it's just a running diatribe of whatever, uh, you know, goofy puns are running through his body. It sounds like it's material from his uh, unpublished uh, second book. Uh, so, oh, I see. You, you can go check that. He's got a couple of good lines, but uh, that's available on his YouTube page. But going over to the, and yes, uh, Tarm, uh, there, are, there are currently only two tiers. Uh, because we kind of uh, simplified things. You, for the $5 tier, uh, you, you can uh, watch along on the show uh, every week that we record and get access to Discord. For $10, you can actually be on the show uh, the last uh, Wednesday of every month. Uh, so that uh, patron show is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, but, yeah. you know, we'll we'll add more. You know, for 15 bucks, Mark's going to come to your house and mow your lawn and probably sing you a little ditty while he does it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see how uh, how many subscribers in that tier we get before we can make good on that promise. So, <laughs> well, uh, um, Kevin I Brown do. just signed I, up, so you got to find your way to Saskatoon uh, whenever the grass shows up again, which could be four months from now, and uh, and mow lawn for him. That's cool. The 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 grass is never coming back. It's it's, <laughs> it's just going to be a uh, winter wonderland for all because apparently that's what happens up there. Well, you know what we should do then? We should head off to Los Angeles, California, like Jeff Goble did. Uh, Jeff Goble from the Van Halen News Desk went to 
Los Angeles and uh, did a little tour of the Hot for Teacher video filming locations. So if you go to Ooh. his uh, YouTube page, uh, you can see uh, Jeff Goebel takes us on a tour of the John Marshall High School. Um, you know, you can see the classroom uh, where the guys uh, recorded that classic video. Jeff's got a, a ton of great videos, uh, including uh, the site of the uh, Van Halen 78 parachute stunt uh, into Anaheim Stadium. Sorry, that's kind of legendary. Uh, Eddie's last photo shoot at uh, Vasquez Rocks in northern Los Angeles. Of course, everyone knows Vasquez Rocks. If you're a fan of Star Trek or but Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, I think they they shot the big death scene out there too. So <laughs> yeah. lots of stuff ba- shot basically, out there. Basically, uh, any any rocky desert uh, of any Hollywood film, it's likely That's over right. there. <laughs> so you can check that out uh, on the good old VHND. And of course, uh, we have another mashup, Mark. I know how much you you love your Van Halen mashups. Uh, this is uh, Bill McClintock. Uh, he he did that that classic one, uh, that Christmas one, a while back that we played the heck out of. This is a mashup of Van Halen and the Miracles. Oh. <laughs> Doing uh, the unbelievable Unchained Love Machine. Can, can we play a little bit uh, for the folks here? <laughs> oh, please do. I'm looking forward to this. All right. Oh, yeah. is one talented individual that is fucking amazing <laughs> oh man good good stuff thank you very much bill mcclintock for that little piece of wonderful thank you bill that's amazing unchained I, I just, love machine I want more of that oh. yeah, unchained love machine good stuff <laughs> look that up on youtube man give that guy all the likes and share that around because like i'm gonna share that around later because that's i have a feeling it's gonna make uh, the circuits uh for the uh the music musicians that i tend to interact with i think they'll get a big kick out of that so oh yeah big shout out thank you so much bill that's that's awesome that's got a shot of being the best thing we listen to tonight uh, depending on what we spent on the wheel so. So. <laughs> because last week we spun a song called Bullethead, and uh, we were split on that i i gave it a, a just a the mildest pass possible kelsey liked it a little bit more uh you were negative mm-hmm. on it uh mark why don't you yes. uh, let the folks know how the poll went for Bullethead? Well, speaking for myself, yes, uh, I gave it no pass. I gave it a uh, no, I can't do it. There's too much about it that I just couldn't get behind. Um, and I was alone in that venture, but not not by much. Uh, by a whopping 59.6%, the vote for Bullethead was what dreams are made of versus a 40.4%. I had a feeling that d- despite how the way we talked about it, dis- despite uh, everything happening in the ether concerning uh, David Lee Roth, especially, uh, and this being from a different kind of truth, uh, or uh, I had a feeling it was still going to be voted pretty positively just because it's a Dave track. And for whatever reason, the the mass audience just, uh, uh, it's it's almost like, they I don't know that our audience tends to downvote much of 
any of Dave's like songs uh, or the Dave era songs. Um, I mean, obviously that there are some downvotes, but it seems like the majority are still fine with it, even if the song is lackluster. And even if uh, we all are in agreement that like, yeah, no, this one doesn't work. The audience tells us like, well, but we still believe in it. And I was pretty sure this one was going to end up in this uh, kind of a little, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, just this, the result. I knew the result was going to be overall positive, but uh, not by much. So this one was almost 50-50, but it's uh, still still uh, a bit more than uh, probably it deserves. So let's say we go see what everyone's saying well, about it. We by everyone, that, before we do yes. that, Mark, I just, would it shock you to, uh, to know that this is actually the lowest ranked Dave song that we've done so far. Taking a look at the list here, Bullethead comes in at number 95 out of 110 songs that we've covered, uh, 59.6. Mm -hmm. It's just ahead of Year to the Day from Van Halen 3, just below Sucker in a Three-Piece uh, from OUA 1-2. The next Dave song is actually at number 92, Dancing in the Street from Diver Down. Well, that's just disrespectful. Uh, no, it doesn't shock me because I do believe this deserves to be way, way, way down the list. And honestly, I think it deserves to be lower. Uh, but, that you know, I, I, I can't make that call. I can't vote for everybody. So when we go over to uh, to the poll and see what people are saying on Twitter, and by people, I mean our patrons, because if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, uh, join the Patreon, you guys. That's another perk. So starting off we have sean mcginnity our buddy from sean geek and fast fret podcast he says sorry i missed out on the vote last week freaking work got in the way but this week bullethead gets a dream is over ed and alan wolfie genius but it isn't enough to save the song from a piece of shit front man way over his prime is my vote colored by current david lee roth ramblings he asks in the question and then he follows it up with absolutely <laughs> so, uh hey look man we appreciate the honesty but look i and i would be lying if i didn't say uh i had a little bit of bias uh into the voting based on current events but I, but also i i tried to judge it as fairly as i could if uh if we we're just judging the song based on merits and i still even though i voted it down and i still mentioned that there were some things that i liked about it but uh like i think the music is is fine but Dave just brings it down real, real bad. So uh, current stuff notwithstanding, that was how I felt about it. Heath McCoy, on the other hand, says, totally disagree with the slam on the lyrics. Aside from the crazy dead clunker in the chorus, Dave's wordplay is clever, metaphorical, and miles above anything Lunch Pale Sammy could ever conceive. It's a killer track. Uh, he goes on to say, uh he he never mind he doesn't go on to say maybe he maybe he he writes more in the uh in the discord or something but there you go Heath uh thinks we're insane for the uh for the slander of of dave's really terrible lyrics and oh boy big hard disagree with you there he you, we love you Heath. you're you're one of our uh our best people our favorite people but man i don't uh i don't agree with your assessment that it's these lyrics were miles above anything Sammy's come up with. I'm just going to say nah. Uh, but moving on our, uh, our friend, but our uh, old friend, but new patron from dissect that film. Yes. Brett Parker, that, uh, who was supposed to be here tonight Brett. actually, but a um, little under the weather. Uh, so if you're listening uh, to us no or watching this, Brett, uh, we're sorry you couldn't make it here tonight. 
Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. spin the best song on the wheel because you're not, and you're going to miss it, and you're going to feel bad now. But uh, we'll, we'll get you back <laughs> on in March. Don't worry about it. We'll get you on, Brett. No worries. So Brett says, one of the biggest, or I'm sorry, one of the best songs on A Different Kind of Truth. Nothing special in the lyrics department, but Eddie Rippin and Alex and Wolfie keeping that stellar bear. It, uh, it it truly feels like classic Van Halen. I need to find my CD right now and jam out to this record. Put it, put in on streamers, Dave. <laughs> it's like, no, Dave is not going to put it on streaming. And uh, for the simple fact that he's just a bitter bastard. Um, but all right, uh, I guess at least at least uh, at least Brett's admitting that the the lyrics on this song were not aren't the best and not the uh, certainly nothing to write home about. But he still en- enjoys the song, so there you go. Uh, Rava Flav says, "You know what? It's okay. The, this band is like thirty five years old at this point. Pretty off the shelf lyrics, but still pretty good lyrics for the David Lee Roth, who's now thirty five years older." I did like the commentary that this should have been an instrumental, though, and Mark gets his coveted dive bomb. I did, and I I mentioned that, and I love a dive bomb. You guys know it, and I did get it in this song, but sadly, the one dive bomb couldn't save the entire song from being uh, rectified from a uh, downvote, at least on my part, so sorry, couldn't do it. Brad Gould, Brad says, great fast guitar ripping, drum pounding song. This solo is epic and David Lee Roth's poor performance can't bring this down. Hashtag what dreams are made of. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked by that at all. Uh, that's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Uh, Jeff Brewer says uh, the lyrics are OK for the most part. The deepest of thoughts are not needed for a Van Halen tune. OK. I don't think David Lee Roth's vocal delivery is anything special. Probably my least favorite, a different kind of truth song, uh, but still survives with an upvote. As long as Ed is playing like Ed on the track, I upvote. Um, I mean, and that that's a fair uh, assessment. If he's, if he's playing like Ed on the track, I upvote. Okay, fine. I, I'll give you that. Um, the thing is, I don't know. I Part of me really wants to push back on the uh, on the comment of the deepest of thoughts are not needed for a Van Halen tune. Like, well, no, not necessarily, but I don't know. You guys don't really seem that relaxed when it's a Sammy era tune, when it's like he's not being deep at all. You know, you know what it's like we got to we, we got to you know, pick depends. our battles here. Yeah. yeah. So, sometimes yeah. lyrics are so bad, you got to just kind of shake your head and say, that's really fucking dumb. And sometimes they're yes. so bad, they're good. Like the room, the movie, right? You kind of think, okay, well, that that's just so ridiculous. It's hilarious. And sometimes, <laughs> no, I hate that movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so damn stupid. It, it is amazing. I, I get bad. what I get. What, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of like that too. The, the bullets, they're the bullets. The bullet, the the bullet, the lyrics and bullet. I thought were just kind of forgettable. They weren't that great. Uh, yeah. And usually, if you know, I'd, I'd rather them be memorable. Like I, I, I prefer the lyrics to up for breakfast because I don't forget them. And I, I exactly. can have a good that's, chuckle. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like, say what you want about Up for Breakfast, but at least you remember those that's lyrics right. because they're so crazy and weird and dumb that they just stick with you. I, I we, we only covered Bullethead last week, and I, I, I still can't think of any lyrics from that song. That's how uh, much of an impact it had. Exactly. So I, I could barely that. hum you the tune at this point. Like uh, when uh, someone same, said it was, it was like the worst uh, song on uh, Different Kind of Truth, that and Out of, out of Space. Are, are, are kind of for me the yeah, the, the yeah. two weak ones uh, on that record so far. All, overall, a solid record. Like it's not Van Halen two or Van Halen one or you know Fair Warning or anything, but it's you know it's it's solid. It's better than half the shit we're getting nowadays. Am I right? That ugh, 
Yeah, sadly. Um, especially in the in the rock genre. Mm-hmm. But all right, uh, moving on. Matt Lacoste, our buddy Matt, he comes out with a tough one. My least favorite, a different kind of truth song, and my first David Lee Roth down vote has nothing to do with this recent BS. He oh, makes good. a point to note. Uh, one note song, terrible vocal performance, just silliness. Too bad because the riff and solo are fire, but not enough to rescue it from this damnation. Hashtag the dream is over. Well, I'm I'm right there with you, Matt. Yeah, just it's just just wasn't uh, it, it it could have been saved. But then, uh, yeah, for me, like Dave brings it down. And again, I'm. I'm I'm trying to vote without any of the biasness of uh, like the recency bias of of recent comments, um, and just listen to the song for how it is. And you know, I said my piece. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to go. me, and uh, it just kind of dawned on me. This is kind of like Pleasure Dome for me. Like we we talked about it oh, being a yeah. better instrumental, right? Pleasure Dome as an instrumental is great. Sammy tries to ruin it, and Dave kind of ruins uh, Bullethead a little bit too. He's not singing well. Uh, he sounds pretty terrible on that track. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Although I liked Pleasure Dome, yeah, I didn't. I just, yeah. if if nothing else, just for the silliness of it. But I did too, uh, yeah, but, to to a certain extent. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, Bullethead unfortunately just couldn't do it. So, all right, that's it for the tweets. But we'll head over to the Discord where the real manifestos are happening again. Join the Patreon, get on the Discord, and that's when you can really just let loose. And and as I said, if you if you are part of the Patreon, uh, I will guarantee rate uh, read your uh your commentary. So here we go. Uh, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of memes about <laughs> like people making jokes on the song, which is great. I love it. Thank you all. All right. First manifesto comes from Chaz Mataz himself. Old Chaz says, I rest my case. Bullethead was a concept piece with David Lee Roth cribbing most of the verses from bumper stickers as he did with Secrets, uh, where he took most of the lines from Hallmark cards which is hilarious when you put it in that perspective. Uh, It's cheeky and fun. Overall, it's a commentary on aggressive driving with a bullet head being an attitude on full display on the fives, the many highways around Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, The big warming, uh, the big warning in the song is I'm as big an asshole as you are. So move the fuck over. I drive just like you. The musicianship is a world-class Van Halen chugger with many Eddie Van Halen signatures woven in the fills. I think this one is a case to be made of Wolfie throwing a nod to Mikey as his playing is right in step with what you'd expect of early Van Halen. While it isn't at the top of my, a different kind of truth list. It's one of those middle tracks that I'd never downvote as the solo is blistering, oversaturated, and just all out Eddie Van Halen assault fitting the attitude of the song, like a freaking cyclist weaving between cars on the five in evening traffic with the, with the rhythm providing a jolty ride of full stoppage to frustrate any LA driver needing to get somewhere, but usually ending up boldly going nowhere. Love it, but still, fuck Roth for keeping off Spotify and other platforms. Yes. You know what's funny? After all that, I was really kind of hoping that Chaz was just going to pull out a... Anyway, I downvoted. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, fuck that song. Yeah, anyway, fuck Dave and fuck that song. Like, But alas. (laughs) All right. uh, Scott Monroe. He. he, Let's see. Edit it down if you need to. uh... (laughs) I'll try, but I mean, you know, you, you get what you pay for. So Scott says, I'm with Corey and the others. Bullethead, which my phone keeps wanting to autocorrect to butthead, is just <laughs> barely 
what dreams are made of. Even so, if I was the all-powerful album producer, I would have left it on the cutting room floor as well as Out of Space and The Trouble with Never yes. for a tighter 10-song record. I Amen. agree. Yep. Uh, the main issue, of course, is Mr. David Roth. Lyrically, it's fine and has clever lines slash bumper sticker sayings and a strong contrarian message, but David Lee Roth just can't keep pace with the trio. He sounds strained and tired. They should have tried slowing the tempo down a bit just to give David Lee Roth a better shot at keeping up along the lines of she's the woman. Uh, this version of Dave sounds best in medium tempo and low register, although I'd argue he manages to pull off the faster pace in Chinatown because he's not overextending himself the whole time. That and that album happened, you know, years prior, right? So uh, Bullethead also desperately needs some harmonies. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a short rocker with a blazing hot solo and some enjoyable accents like Wolfie shouting woo in the background. More importantly, the song doesn't overstay its welcome. During a listen of A Different Kind of Truth, I won't skip it, but this is uh, one re-recording of a classic demo that didn't work very well, or at least could have been done a lot better. He made a point to type out all those Bs. So uh, uh, I'm assuming... Oh, yeah, he said it was just a barely a what dreams are made of. So, all right, that's fair. Davey Lee Smith says, Bullethead always got me. Plus, the song title always sounded cool to me. Just hearing that brown sound never gets old. The guys are bringing it musically with Eddie's jackhammer riff, Alex abusing the drums, and Wolfie's cool bass slides. In other words... There's no fucking around on this tune. They get it. They get right at it. Eddie solo may not be the shredder, uh, but he's letting the rhythm push the momentum. Yes, Dave vocally would have been much better on here when they were still in their heyday, but I fucking love some of those lines. Quote, my karma just ran over your dogma. Who the fuck else writes that? I may not know what bomb the moon until you're crazy dead means, and I don't care. I'm all in, and they sound badass, and I'm singing it right along. Uh, what I take from these lyrics is Dave's slick wordplay as he as he's using the imagery of driving fast in a car as metaphors for facing life's challenges and trying to barrel through them regardless of the obstacles and the dangers they present. That's an inspiring sentiment for me that I can totally get behind. I love it. I mean, at least they're not third-rate sex lyrics in the most dim-witted and perverted manner possible, am I right? Eh. Uh, so <laughs> give me this song and I'll put the gas pedal to the metal, burn rubber, and melt asphalt. Just pure attitude, badassery, and true ass-kicking. Give me that adrenaline rush, bullet head. Got a different kind of truth. Fuck yes, what dreams are made of. I love the passion, um, and, I, and I love how this song really gravitates to you Davey and I completely disagree with every sentiment of it but this is this is your moment this was your comment so I'm I'm not mad at you for it so uh da, 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 moving on some more commentary about uh, lyrics. Ah, uh, Jeff Brewer says uh no need to argue I I wasn't really disagreeing with you anyone oh wait he's talking about I already I already read you anyway. yeah. okay do we actually have Kevin Brown had I mean, a big... Uh, there There it is. Okay. All right, Kevin. I'm, I'm going to rename, go. uh, by the way, on the channel, I, I named it Minifestos. I'm changing that name because some of these are like five pages long. <laughs> some of these are just full-on <laughs> manifestos, so it's fine. It's fine. Yep. But Kevin Brown says, my thoughts on Bullethead. I'll start with the things I dislike, then go on to the things I like. Al's snare sound... 
uh or al's snare just sounds flat and the bass guitar is distractingly loud it's a great part but it's way too loud in the mix I hear you. All right. Yeah. Uh, I find the I find the mix on this whole album muddy and frustrating. The lyrics are half-assed and throwaway. Lyrics don't always matter. Last week I said I don't give a crap about whether the lyrics in uh, "Somebody Give Me a Doctor" are, are good or bad because it doesn't matter. Here they're just trying to be witty and slick, and for me they just come off as alpha male petrol head trash. Petrol. <laughs> also, head. I wonder if David Lee Roth paid the bumper sticker people some scratch for stealing their lines. Musically, the main riff doesn't do much for me, and the main chorus riff is fairly stock chugga chugga. I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be it uh, with that little Ed flavor. Sure, the solo is fine, but below Ed. It's, but it's below Ed's best, in my opinion. I really don't like uh, that hugely flanged, flanged tone, uh, flanged or flanged. flanged. It's like I never, I never know which which how, way to pronounce that, but it's fine. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, it cuts off at the knees. Any power uh, at the knees, any power that the solo would have had, and the notes he's playing are cool. But I just can't get past that awful warbling tone. Dave's voice is not great on this record. Let's not kid ourselves and let nostalgia take too firm a hold. When he screams on this, it's not the cool squealing how he used to employ. It sounds like an old guy shouting at the poor lady at the DMV for telling him he needs prescription lenses to maintain his license. It's weak. See, that just happened to Kevin this past week, so that's why he wrote that. <laughs> Funny. On to what I like about the song which I should say is is much less than what he does. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I adore that jagged step-up progression during Yes, You Are in Danger. I drive just like you. Uh, that's absolutely dynamite. Also, the song is only two and a half minutes long. I mean, that's a plus. I completely understand what the band was trying to do by going through old material, but there's a rock-solid reason this wasn't considered for Van Halen 1 or 2 or any subsequent release. It's not as good as anything on those first six records, bar some of the covers on Diver Down. I know I'm in the minority. And it's not even as good as plenty of songs from a fairly tepid album. So uh, all that to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, quite sure he, he downvoted this one based on all of that. Uh, but if he didn't, then... Okay, cool stuff. But uh, thank you, Kevin. I lo love it. Uh, and that I think I think that does it. Yeah, excellent. There uh, it is. Yeah, that, so that that's, bing, what, that's what everyone way, had to say. The, the Bing you heard was courtesy of uh, Eddie Cat Halen here, who is uh, paying me a visit. Oh, I see him. Yep. Um, but cool. we had a we look. We had a lot of people comment and uh, let us know how they feel about this song and. Uh, I read out the ones that are on our Patreon. So if you want your tweet guaranteed right on the show, or you want to join the discord and really just put out a full manifesto telling you, telling us about how uh, the particular song we spun made you feel, join the Patreon, get the link. That's where all the good conversations are happening. So, all right. And I tell you Moving what, Mark, on now. Yeah. Uh, I've been putting these on uh, YouTube as well. We got like 500 uh, followers on YouTube all of a sudden. And hey, uh, People are commenting on there. My favorite comment of all uh, time came on last week's show, and it, it was simply some guy who just said, guys, get a life. Like, working on it. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah. It's like, the, this. Uh, hey, look, man, we've got lives, but this is a part of our life now, so... That's right. Enjoy it, or fuck off. 
you know, that's what it is. But since we're doing so uh, decently on YouTube, does that mean I have to like care about my appearance now since we're on camera? I don't know. Uh, I don't, don't want to do I've done that. fuck all uh, for the fine folks at YouTube. First of all, thank you for subscribing and uh, following our show yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> like I, I, I make sure that I have the show rendered out Friday morning for the podcast listeners. And then I throw up the YouTube one kind of whenever I get a, a minute. Usually it's like Sunday, Monday. I'll yeah. just put it up there. And you know that they, they do pretty well. You get a thousand views here or there and you get some pretty good engagement. A lot of people commenting. Uh, a lot of people disagreeing actually with our take. Uh, some guy on, on the last show pretty pissed off at us for uh, giving uh, Eddie and Wolfie a pass uh, for being assholes and putting all the blame on, on Dave. And, uh, you know, yeah, Eddie had his demons and stuff, but I don't really recall him being a colossal asshole to everybody else in the public eye. Sammy, of course, has done his uh, fair share of, of bitching and moaning in his book, especially. And and Wolfie just right. just picks on people on Twitter who piss him off, like the assholes who say, "Oh, you're, you know, coasting <laughs> on your dad's coattails and all that bullshit." And I'm one hundred percent with Wolfie on those. Like, yeah, let him have it. Yeah, like like of all of them that uh, deserve a, a pass because they're not an asshole. It's Wolfie. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe Mikey too, but I mean, oh, like, he's like, what, yeah, everybody what, loves. What Mikey. has Wolfie done? Yeah, yeah. It's like what what has Wolfie done? Like, no, no, no. We're not. We're not gonna unless he outright comes out yeah the only people he's being an asshole to are the people the trolls that yeah. are already being an asshole so and more and, power uh, to him. As, yeah for sure and as as you say it's not that we give an eddie a pass on all of it but when you're trying to make the comparison about who's the bigger asshole between eddie and dave i mean come on well, and Kevin Brown points out in the chat, Eddie's also not here to defend himself. So that, that's another important. And then there's that. Yeah. Too. And then there's that. So that there you go. That's there's the pass. There's the pass if you want. Yes. And uh, anyway, that's how we roll over here. With that being said, it's time to go do the thing that we love to do. That's more fun than the actual spinning of the wheel. It's guessing the song. And that is when we do say it with me. Take a drink. Manifestations. Mm. Mm -hmm. that's right we're gonna manifest the song tonight look uh manifesting is gonna get a lot easier because there's only 13 songs left we just take a look at the wheel here and uh it's a toss-up i tell you what i've done it the can... last two weeks in a row you have yes I'm up so you, to five, you are of you're the fiver you're in the five time the club. five time club yeah the only member the new shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think, uh, I mean, unless unless uh, somebody gets on a real hot streak with their manifestations, uh, you might be in that uh, club by yourself. I, I may win. Like, what 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 do I win? That's the question. Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, well, maybe. maybe uh, hey, Fucking Cat Eddie Cat Halen is biting my foot. Motherfucker. I mean, it's, a, you, well, you're, it's because you're not playing Van Halen tunes. So oh, ready to jam. okay. I got gotcha. you. That's how it works. Okay. But, bef but before we do that, Corey, I'm going to throw it to you first, and then I'm going to oh, go over to the Discord hey. and see what uh, everyone else is wondering. But what do you want to manifest on the show tonight? Well, I'll tell you what. I I've hit the last two in a row, and I I'm feeling kind of cocky uh, because I've, I've hit the last two in a row. So I'm thinking, you know, I, I may go I, I may go way outside of, of things right here and, and you know, no? manifest a song that never gets manifested. Because everybody in the Discord, spoiler alert, they all want their Josephinas. They all want, you know, they want to finish off album tracks, all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, hmm, what's one that has either never been manifested or hasn't been manifested in a while? Uh, so I'm going to manifest uh, Big Bad Bill is Sweet William Now from Diver Down because uh, I don't think anyone, maybe one person, maybe Eric Senich actually requested that one, but uh, 
No one's requesting anything from Diver Down. So I'm going to go Big Bad Bill. That's what I'm going to manifest here tonight. Uh, Mark Meyer, what are you in the mood to hear? What am I in the mood to hear? I'll tell you. Well, there's. I'm looking at the wheel here. There's uh, there's a couple that I would really love to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'm going to kind of go off of uh, uh, my my usual instinct. I'm going to kind of throw a fastball here or not even just a change up i'm gonna vote for summer nights and i know that that, that may not be uh a, a huge shocker because it does come from 5150 that is of the sammy hagar era but it's not one i don't i don't think i've ever manifested that one before but i'm just i'm in the mood to hear it uh and you know i just well, think a lot of people really fun to talk about i tell you what and that's been manifested a ton uh, when you get into the discord you're going to hear it a lot more times but uh, summer nights would oh, be, yeah. and it would finish off fifty one fifty as well. So maybe that's why. Maybe I subconsciously is like want to finish off fifty one fifty so that we can we can rank that one. That's going to be a fun ranking show, but uh, we we're not there yet. So if we swing on over to the Discord and uh, check out what everyone else is manifesting, let's take a look here. Scott Monroe, of course, he's going Josephina because he's gotta, uh, but he's not alone because our buddy Josh he said finish it josephina uh and they're they're alluding to for those newbies here uh if we spin josephina then we're officially done with the van halen 3 album that's right and then we can just stop talking about it until we <laughs> do the live show and then that'll be it uh oh, that's gonna be a depressing but Dave, live show. yeah it's gonna be oof, that one's gonna be rough but <laughs> <laughs> hang on tight for that one our buddy davey lee smith wants the trouble with never that's what he wants to hear. So he's there. You go. And then uh, Chad wants aftershock. Uh, Chaz Mataz says, "Rip the bandaid off." Josephina, of course, shocker. Uh, Jeff Brewer says, "Keep the bandaid on and finish the album next week." Uh, summer nights he wants. So he's there. You go, Jeff. There Jeff and go. I we're we're manifesting summer nights. Tom Armbruster is manifesting Amsterdam because he's just uh, high on life is what that is. <laughs> and uh, uh, our, our, our buddy Michael wants Jamie's crying. Uh, I think he's uh, manifested that one before. I don't blame him because that's a good one. And uh, the last time we tried uh, or the last time we spun that, we had to spin it away. So let's see here. Jeff Brewer says no lame Athena, no trouble with lamer, <laughs> uh, no lame shock. No lamesterdam, no lamies crying. It's time for summer nights. And in parentheses, please. So, <laughs> so every everything is lame except for summer nights. So that's so that's three for summer nights. And Tom is not alone because we got one other voting for Amsterdam by proxy. So uh, I guess we'll find out uh, what it's going to be. If you're ready, what do you say we prime that wheel up and uh, give it a spin? I'm getting ready. I just wanted to find out how many people we had currently lurking. Pretty good group here tonight, actually. We got nine. So uh, mm. bring the nine wheel lurkers. up here. Plus us, too. So you want to do uh, 11 or you want to do an even 10? Or 12? So I can do 12. Why not? Here we go. One, two, there three, you go. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, 12. There we go. All right. <laughs> if everyone's ready, let's do this thing. Let's oh, we're going 
going to finish off an album tonight, but it's the fuck album. The dream is over from four unlawful carnal knowledge. All right. How about that? It's a, uh, a this uh, song is kind of a mainstay of the show, and yet we don't hear it all that often. Um, <laughs> those of you who know, you know. Uh, but, oh, man, we have officially finished Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Oh, one of my all-time favorite records. Ride. Yes. Yeah, we 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 are uh, un- we unabashedly love that that record. So now we finish it off, and you know what that means? That means uh, add it to the list of uh, live shows. Uh, but uh, that's not the, the is that the uh, the next one we get to? I uh, know because we finished off. Uh, what did we finish off? Van Halen two. Van Halen two. That's right. Yeah. I knew I knew there was one I was uh, missing there. So yeah, okay. So be on the uh, lookout for that. You guys get your uh, rankings ready after tonight because uh, yeah, we know what the next live show is after Van Halen 2. So uh, any words, uh, anything to say uh, before we just launch into this? You know, we, we've talked about this uh, record an awful lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Great, great record. Uh, we've already spun the, the, the two weakest tracks on here for me. Uh, we'll find out where the dream is over ranks uh, uh, for both of us here. I don't want to tip my hand too much. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I, like you said, we listen to it, uh, well, not every week because we don't downvote a, a ton of songs. We heard it last week because you downvoted mm-hmm. uh, Bullethead. So we do hear That's it true. on occasion, but... Uh, man, I am looking forward to that uh, for unlawful live show. Like you wouldn't believe. Oh, that one's going to be so much fun. I mean, I'm I'm looking for the forward to the next one, the for Van Halen too, because again, that's another one you and I just absolutely adore, and I'm very curious to see how our audience votes on that one in terms of ranking. But we'll get there when we get there. But for now, it's time to uh, take a dream, and uh, the dream is just it's it, it's ending. It's it's ending. It's over. The dream's over. It's apropos. The the thirteenth song left it's on the apropos. wheel is uh is the dream is over. All right, you ready? It's kind to of use? funny, you know. It, at least it wasn't the last track we spun because that that also would have been poetic. That, that almost kind of fits though. If it would have been, but I know. Instead, we got it here tonight. What do you say we play it? This is the dream is over from Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Hey, come on, hit it. Wake up. Mark, before we get into it, uh, what did you think of that intro there? Oh, that intro is beautiful. 
it's glorious and uh i i love uh i love the the progression of what's happened it's not even a, a chord progression uh eddie's doing uh, just the uh he's not he's not chicken picking per se but it's just the uh the 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 staccato uh uh picking notes uh i love that you don't you don't get that a whole lot with van halen uh and when you do it's sort of sometimes it's buried in the mix but uh but when you do get to hear it and when it just kind of flows so smoothly like eddie does it i i'm a big fan of that so uh this right away with this intro uh they're they're letting you know this this shit's gonna bang hard uh, Tom says, uh, odd transition. I don't know if he's talking about our transition to the song, which was a little odd. I'll give you that. Or, or the odd transition maybe coming into the, the main uh, the main riff of the song, which I, I, I always kind of dug. I love the, come on, man, wake up. Uh, at, you know, beginning <laughs> of it to it. They got the bound, bound. And then we- Yeah, you know, I like that too. Yeah. And then just a, a little bit of, like you said, uh, not not quite, uh, you know, uh, you know chicken picking, but uh, pretty close. And then right into that mm-hmm. uh, killer first riff, so- um, I find myself agreeing with Scott Everett as I normally do, saying Al is just fantastic on this one. This is a real oh yeah uh, Al a standout track uh, from this one here. Absolutely, Jeff Brewer says, "Ain't talking about love." Muted up arpeggios. There it is. Thank you. That's that's much more eloquently than I uh, than I put it. So I appreciate it. And, and Tom was That's yes. right. Tom was referring to the uh, coming into the main riff. Uh, which, oh okay. Yeah. It, it never really bothered me. It does kind of feel a little abrupt, but so I, I can kind of see Tom's point, but uh, it, it didn't bug me too much. How about you? No, no, no. I, I Now that you pointed out, uh, I get why you would think that would be weird, but uh, it worked for me. Yep. And here's Kevin Brown uh, piggybacking on somebody else's brilliant comment. Was going to say the same thing, Jeff. Great throwback. Yeah. You sure were, Kevin. <laughs> right. Fucking Liverpudlian hey, fuck. No. He's from Liverpool. He didn't know shit. <laughs> Oh, he's gonna be so yeah, mad at me later tonight. He hates it when I call him a Liverpudlian. No. Those, yeah, those those Liverpool people. They they just they, what do they know about music? All right. Speaking of music, let's get back to her. <laughs> I see the power changing hands, rising from the streets. A self-made businessman knows how the system can be. I'm loving what Sammy's doing on this vocally. Oh yeah. Uh, lyrically. Ah, it's easy money. It's a way out. Join the family. No middleman, no IRS, your ticket out of poverty. That all sounds really cool. He's, uh, he's telling a pretty clear, concise story, I think with these lyrics. So, I mean, I don't want to hear anybody say it's just gibberish. It's not gibberish. If you don't like the lyrics, fine, but it's, this is not your, uh, those that don't dig Sammy's lyrics. Typically, uh, this is not, the same. This is not what you would expect uh, from those uh, uh, gibberish lyrics. Uh, these are actually uh, c- 
makes these make sense. He's like I said, he's telling the story. I love what he's doing vocally too. I don't understand how he's doing a lot of those uh, vocal lines because he's he, he's just sort of like floating to those like uh, screechy high notes, and then he's coming right back down, and he's just kind of doing. Uh, you don't. You may not think he's doing vocal gymnastics, but he is because he's hitting those notes and they may sound kind of like off or like an accidental, but I guarantee you they're not. I guarantee you it's just him doing what he can do because Sammy is a uh, vocal force. Say what you will about him lyrically, but man, his just his his vocal tonality and his ability to carry vocal phrases is just it's unmatched it really is uh there well i won't say unmatched he, he i will say it's uh it's rare um there are only a few uh metal slash rock vocalists that can have that sort of control vocally like he does mm-hmm. uh let's go to the chat real quick uh, scott haskin the sexiest man in podcasting says the irony is that you have to play the song if you downvote the song so we'll, we'll see if we, <laughs> if we hear it twice tonight. Uh, Tom uh, says, I love the buildup of the pre-chorus breaking back into the verse. Yes, that is very, very good. And lyrically, I just wanted to point out, it's kind of apropos to what's happening in America right now. You see the power changing hands, rising from the streets. Self-made businessman knows how the system can be beat. You got a alleged self-made businessman who had a, you know, a, a successful real estate company uh, inherited to him that he promptly flushed down the toilet along with every other business venture uh, he ever started. And entered bankruptcy. Literally, thir- every- literally everyone uh, went bankrupt literally 13 everyone. times, uh, is now facing a very serious jail sentence. It could very well be your next president of the United States. There, I, I don't I don't understand how the legal precedences don't prevent that from <laughs> happening, from him running again, again. Because need we forget the dark four years that we already had. Like, I don't, I don't understand that, but don't get me started on that. But to your point, yes. um, These lyrics are absolutely kind of, it's kind of serendipitous that we would spin this particular song and you with, with everything going on, uh, especially in, you know, my neck of the woods, you're, you're safe up there in the great white. Oh, fuck uh, no. We we got our own Trumps (laughs) up here. Believe me, but like lines, like we're flat stone cold lied to. We're lied to every single day. My provincial government lies to us every single day. They're in negotiations with our teachers right now, and they're trying to screw over teachers of all people, the people who are like bringing up the next generation uh, of, of people to run the, the province, and they're trying to just jip them on every fucking little thing, and they're lying to us every single day. I can relate to lines like that, and I imagine you can too. Well, I be I was going to like not bring that up. I was going to let you have, have that win, but if you insist, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, and don't get me started on the education system, especially down here in, in this particular state that I live in and our coward piece of shit governor. But anyway, <laughs> uh, this is not the podcast for that, but no. all of that to your point. Yes, it is uh, uh, topical, this song. All these years later, and here we are. Uh, it's very topical even now. Well, I, I tell you what, and I think everyone will agree. It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> that little turnabout. just that little turnabout. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Uh. Oh! 
love that chorus. I, I love the harmonies on the oohs in the background there. Sammy singing the hell out of it. This is this is peak uh, Van Hagar, if you will, for all the people that, that mm. poo-poo uh, everything after the Dave stuff. You're missing out on great stuff like this. I love this. I like the chorus. There is, it's, oh. it's his, uh, it's, it's the first and the third line of the, uh, so dream another dream. This dream is over. Um, the, the first and the third ones are, I'm not crazy about Sammy's choice in the notes, like how, how he phrased it, like, uh, note wise. Okay. Uh, however, however, when he comes back to it, the, the, you know, dream, dream this dream is over like you know as we're used to hearing it when we downvote a song yeah. that part is great it's it's the first part we're like just the he chose to go this dream is over and it's just i don't know it just, just kind of low key of like, just, yeah just kind of yeah, yeah and and okay. uh all i feel just in in my brain and maybe this is just my neurotic brain kicking him but also it's me i would i would have uh changed just one or two of those notes to give it a little extra flavor and then keep uh the the second line and the fourth line just the way he did it you know do that um but that's that that's it really like that's that's uh i like the the chorus a lot i'm just kind of iffy about his his uh note choices on okay. the the first line and the third line but uh, that's that's all uh, if I were to jump on that first line i can maybe kind of see third line i don't think bothers me as much but like you said second and fourth are are so good. Yeah, like, those are they, they that, just those soar. are the that's the money. That's yeah. the, those are the money lines right there. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and we're I know we're about to like rip into the solo, but man, just the the little uh, uh, little teaser, the teaser Eddie gives you uh, yeah. at the at the end of this chorus is like, oh shit, we're in for it. The, the chat is imploring us to uh, not uh, go political and, and just talk about the songs. Let's do that. Tom Armbruster says, uh, <laughs> uh, the buildup of the pre-chorus into the actual chorus also sounds odd, like an abrupt cut. Uh, I wonder if anyone else uh, feels that. Uh, I, I can kind of see I, his point. I felt it. Yeah. I, it doesn't, I, I see his point. It doesn't bother me, though, but I could see how it, mm. how it might, especially if you're kind of on the fence. Like, there's so much good in this song that I can kind of overlook a lot. Uh, that, but, but if I was like fence sitting on this one and I heard stuff like that, I'd be like, Oh God, why did you make that choice? Why did you do that? So I, I totally see where Tom's coming from. I think he's also, that's alluding to kind of what I said, like the, the note choices yeah. on that first line and the third, because he repeats it, um, are, are kind of strange. Uh, and it's, it's a weird transition with those notes. That's why I was, I, I kind of, in my brain go like, I wish, I wish Sammy, you would have changed that just a bit, not all of it, but just a bit. Uh, and then maybe that transition wouldn't have been so odd feeling. And then I wouldn't be feeling how I'm feeling with like, shit, how did you, you nailed it on lines two and four. How did you like, why did you do one and three that way? So I, I, I get what Tom's saying for sure. Um, it doesn't bother me too, too bad, but just a little. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. All right, we got some Eddie Van Halen goodness here. And thank God my cat was not biting my feet uh, at that moment, so I, I wasn't <laughs> tempted to kick him because that, that almost seems sacrilege for the cat that's named after uh, the greatest guitar player who ever lived, Eddie Van Halen. But, I mean, I mean, 
can, can you find fault in, in what Eddie played there? I don't think so. No, not at all. Uh, or, or anybody. I love Alex, uh, holding down the rhythm there. And I love what Mikey's doing too. If you, I mean, the, the bass is kind of in your face in this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even with, uh, Eddie just shredding it up, uh, Mikey is still, uh, uh, holding his, his shit down real tight, but, uh, doing some pretty cool things. And then of course you got, you got Sammy who's, uh, not trying to impose himself onto the solo. He's just, uh, you know, letting you know he's still there, you know, giving you those Sammy howls and that, uh, that he can do so well. Um, I love this section. This section was so good. And again, Alex just accents, uh, what his uh, brother is doing yes. uh, on guitar, just a, you know, a little bit uh, on the bell uh, on the ride. And then mm-hmm. the drums on this album sound so good. Like I'm such a big fan yes, of the drum do. tone on this one. So, oh man, uh, we got a lot of talk going on about uh, Tom. Can't wait to hear uh, how many times this was played live. We're going to play that game, of course. And uh, everyone will tell you uh, it was on right here, right now. Not originally, not on the uh, first uh, version of right here, right now on the uh, uh, current uh, vinyl uh, edition, the record store day edition that came out on red vinyl. It's on there along with Eagles fly, oh. but uh, it's going to be on the uh, the new edition. That's going to be coming out here pretty quick. You can go to the Van Halen store and pick that up on, on black vinyl as well. So uh, I know for all mm-hmm. of us who already own right here, right now, uh, to pick up the vinyl version and to get bonus tracks like the dream is over was a huge, huge bonus for us. And, uh, just performed impeccably live. Fantastic stuff. That's what it is. It's that the dream, another dream. He like goes back to it. It just, it's kind of just sounds weird to me, him doing that where like, I would rather him have changed maybe that the note on that second dream to something else, maybe, maybe go lower instead of going right back to the, uh, uh, the prime note okay. that he started with. Um, that's what it was like. I was because I, I was I had to I was gonna really listen in on this uh, chorus and see like what is it about this I don't like. That's what it is. It's it's the dream another dream and uh, arrangement he had it on that on the first and third line, um, but the third line I will say sounds better because the harmony continues uh, from from the second line into the third and then throughout. Uh, whereas that first one he doesn't have it, so it kind of makes it sound. Uh, not f- flat per se or not flat in the sense that oh the note's off it's just it just sounds kind of bland let's say let's let's say that it's a it's a bland uh uh choice that first line but it gets better uh with the the added harmony on line three um but that's what that's what that is uh so i i had just pointing out that i, I figured it out i figured out what it was that i had a problem with uh, let's go to the uh, the chat here real quick um, Kevin Brown says, I think it might be the only song from uh, Foreign Lawful that isn't on right here, right now. Well, actually, they, they're they all on there now. Uh, originally, uh, yeah, they now, had yeah. Yeah, every single track, but The Dream is Over wasn't on there. Now it's on there. So 
because uh, they did every single song from this uh, on that tour. Um, Tom says, uh, Corey and Kevin's Lars obsession on the Ultimate Catalog Clash has really turned my ear towards the drums. And I just want to point out there, uh, just a, a nice little fill uh, to, to lead kind of back, back into the, the second reprise of the chorus. Al does perfect. And that's one issue we have with Lars is that sometimes he doesn't know what to play in those moments. And he'll play something really fucking kind of out of place. And it, it really is really distracting when, when you're listening for it. Al never has that issue. Like he does no, the, he does those transitions absolutely perfect every single time out. I was gonna say uh, if if your uh, eyes are uh, if if your eyes are open to drumming based on the, your show and Lars Ulrich, uh, you're gonna want to close those eyes every time <laughs> Lars. If you start to if you start to really uh, uh, analyze his drum playing, because it's just look. I've said it before. I'll say it again because I have to. Apparently now every single show, it's not that Lars is a terrible drummer. He's a boring drummer. <laughs> Well, and when he's trying to be interesting, he he fails because he's distracting from the song. Yeah. Actually, uh, I was able to find a clip, uh, a, a raw clip of Lars in the studio. Here we go. It's actually <laughs> Lars's son. <laughs> it's Lars from like uh, from the Some Kind of Monster documentary. He uh, Lars let his son behind the kid. He must have been like eight years old, and he picked up the sticks and started going Metallica and just bashing. And I grabbed that because that's, a lot of times that, that's what it feels like Lars does. I mean, I'm sure Lars listened to that and go like, all right, well, when I'm done <laughs> with Metallica, my, my kid can totally take my spot and you never know the difference. Like, I'm totally no, going to steal that based pattern. On, <laughs> based on that, no. No, we won't know the difference. So have <laughs> at it, Lars. Uh, Chaz in the chat says, the song works for me, but the formula didn't work later on balance for me. So interesting there. Um, huh. Jeff All points right. out it was the original right here right now video yes it was on the video but not on the CD uh, now uh, fortunately uh, they rectified that they put this Eagles Fly and Mine All Mine uh, back on the vinyl reissue of live right here right now uh, Kevin Brown is loving the vocal nerdness from Mark there you go we need more uh, Mark vocal nerdness uh, Chaz uh, points out same structure as humans being tense verse uplifting chorus I always like this but he hates humans being so you're an you're an enigma, Chaz. You oh are. my god, yeah. <laughs> he is an enigma. He he wants to have his cake and eat it too. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't like cake? Exactly. All right. What do you say we finish this one off? Sure. That classic fade out, not not the arena rock ending. Just a, we're just gonna ride off into the sunset doing what we're doing. Not uncommon in the Van Halen catalog. No, and, and, and the dream. As per usual, they put some good shit in the fade out. You know, you have yes. Samuel. Oh, this dream is over. Like a new different uh, vocal refrain, and then Eddie's doing some different stuff on the guitars in the in the fade out. And part of you is like, do that in the song. That was really good, but. <laughs> But no, it's, I mean, it's like we say that they do that a lot. And it's, I think it's a way of going, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, if you want more, keep listening or like stay tuned. It's like, we're not, we've, we've got so much more surprises to show you. Or if you're, if you're really into it, then, uh, you know, show, you know, show us the support. Let me hear you. Um, keep 
always keep them guessing and always keep them engaged. Uh, they know how to play to their audience. That is one of many strengths of Van Halen for sure. Uh, and you know, it's for sure, for sure. We have to vote on this song and, um, this one's bittersweet because, uh, Corey and I, we, we have talked about this album quite a lot. We love foreign lawful carnal knowledge. Um, this was the, first Van Halen album in its entirety that I had at one point. Uh, so it has a special place in my heart. Um, not counting the best of volume one, obviously I'm talking about like a, a full fledged album, like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, so I've got, I've got some biasness there of course, but I mean, but listen to, we, we have covered the entire album at this point. I think uh, it speaks for itself, but Corey, I have to ask you, after all this time and through this journey, and now we we've come to the end of Four Unlawful. Does is is it in fact is the dream is over, over, <laughs> or has it only just begun? And uh, that's what dreams are made of. I tell you, I, I'm tempted to play the, this song again, but I can't. I remember getting uh, For Unlawful on CD, and, and this was always one of the standouts. Like, Panel Cake was obviously great. Run Around, I really, really loved. Uh, this was kind of the other one. This and, and Top of the World were like were always my top four uh, from For Unlawful. And, and doing this show, it, it's still right up there for me. I, I, I love how the band is playing this. Sammy sings the hell out of it. Lyrics, I thought, were really kind of insightful. And, and timeless, too, because in 1991, uh, these lyrics made a lot of sense. They make a lot of sense in 2024 as well uh we, we we won't we won't get political again but and and listening to it uh live whenever i put on live right here right now on vinyl uh, i'm loving it i i want to do a, a little favor here uh i can't remember who in the chat was asking uh but they said that they, they couldn't remember uh how this song ended uh live uh so i, I just brought hmm. up a, a the live version here and i was going to play it here if that's okay with you mark and we'll just see sure yeah good concert ending that's the way you do it there you go scott everett i love that love it and, and even even the refrain like at the beginning you have up you know wake up and then at the end you get the let's wake them up like fuck it let's you know, wake them up yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen unfortunately from 91 to now <laughs> but uh right it, yeah. it, it's a good sentiment nonetheless but absolutely what dreams are made of i love this song all the little uh, quibbles you have about different inflections on, on vocals i i can see it doesn't bother me at all i always love how this one sounded but mark meyer are all those little uh, foibles that you had, little quibbles you had here and there about this song, is that going to be enough for you to downvote this one and actually vote the dream is over, the dream is over, or is this what dreams are made of? Boom. If I had to give this thing uh, an out of 10 rating, I would probably go uh, eight and a half. And the only reason I go eight and a half is because uh, half of that is due to the uh, the one vocal line or the the core, the the lines one and three in the chorus that I've already talked about. It was like, OK, I like, wasn't crazy about how uh, Sammy arranged that vocally, but 
the rest of the chorus sounds great and the harmonies help. Uh, so I give that just a half a point off going like, ah, I wish you'd done something better. And then uh, the other bits of points that are taken off is only because even though this song is four minutes, I kind of wish it gone just a little bit longer, to be honest with you, because as we said in the fade out, they're doing some really cool stuff and that would have been really nice to hear. But again, as with some Van Halen, always leave them wanting more. So it's, we're, we're fine with that. Um, I'm I'm sad though that uh, that foreign lawful is done that we're we're done with the, the album now but uh, and it's kind of it's fitting that the dream is over is uh, the song that we went out on but I I love this track this the, you're never gonna hear me I don't think I have since we've done foreign lawful I don't think I've said much of a bad word about any of it no. uh, because I love this album you know again you might throw in uh, the bias but. I think the work speaks for itself. I think the recording speaks for itself. The the song structures, I that those two lines notwithstanding, everything Sammy's doing in this vocally, all universally vocally. I'm talking about uh, uh, singing and his lyrics are so good in this. That I, I you I dare you to say a bad word about this song lyrically. I mean I know how our audience feels about uh, a lot of Sammy songs and how they're written and everything like that but this this was clear and concise and he's just putting on a uh maybe not a vocal clinic but certainly a demonstration and uh that that is something to behold and god need need we even mention how uh spectacular that solo was and i love what alex and mike are doing as well holding that rhythm down and everything this 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 song just rips it absolutely rips it's it's uh uh something you would want to hear from any era of van halen like this could easily have been uh something in the dave era uh this could have been something uh in van halen 3 that might have gone like oh wow hey this actually it's pretty good you guys like this this feels like a universal uh van halen tune and i mean that uh in all the best possible ways so absolutely what dreams are made of but i am sad that we can no longer talk about for unlawful uh songs for the rest of this journey until we come up to the live show right. we've got one more one more night to talk about and rank uh, how we feel about Foreign Lawful. I'm honestly nervous about that show because I don't know. Um, actually, I'm nervous about the next two because as we mentioned, uh, the first live show uh, or the the next one rather that we're going to do is not Foreign Lawful. It's Van Halen 2. And you all know how Corey and I feel about Van Halen 2. So uh, are, are you nervous to rank that one? Because I am. Nerv- I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like they're, they're all so, so great for me. It's like, I don't know how to do they're it. They're all like, so good. For Unlawful, I love that record, but I've pretty much got my ranking set uh, as we're sitting here tonight. There might be some <laughs> movement here or there in the middle. You, you got your man on emissions and your in and outs. You know, there might be some movement there, but from the top to the I bottom. Can guess, I, can, I can guess your bottom like, song. Can I you? Think. Can you really? Is it the one I've been I talking about for three years now? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I actually, I could probably guess your bottom three is like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident I could. Well, I, I, I know my bottom two. What, what's the third one? Enlighten me, sir. Oh, well, let's see. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. But, uh, like, I'm pretty, you know, we already know what your, what your bottom is going to yeah, be. For that one's album. pretty like that. I don't think that one's moving up in ranks anytime soon, but <laughs> that's so true. I, I'll get, I'll get back to you on the others. Oh, Mark Kamara, that music can only mean one thing. That's right. It's time for uh, everyone to play America's favorite game show. 
How many times have Van Halen performed The Dream Is Over live? So you're the only one on the call here tonight. Of course, everyone in the chat is welcome to uh, submit their guests as well. Please uh, don't look ahead. Don't don't cheat. Why do that? You're just being a thief of joy. Just just think back and, and use your brains to think, okay, well, how many times do I think Van Halen performed The Dream Is Over? Obviously, they played it on the For Unlawful Tour. Did they play it past that? You know, that's what you have to kind of reconcile. Scott Everett, where do you have a guest? Says 75. So there you go, Mark Kamire. The question is, are you to go uh, higher or lower than 75? Well, it's Corey got wise and uh, didn't oh. put the, uh, the yeah, set I, list on the I screen, made sure. so now I can't see. I, I don't know so. how that happened last <laughs> week, but I made sure. I, I logged into Zoom on my phone to make sure he couldn't fucking see. Uh, Chaz is a total dick, like one would expect him to be. He's a Price is Right dick. Scott went 75, he went 76. Because, of course, it's Price is Right rules. You have to get closest to without going over. So that's a dick move, but it's also really, really smart. And when I think of Chaz, I think dick and smart. Uh, Jeff Brewer says uh, 50. Uh, so he's going 50. So uh, those are the three guesses so far in the chat. Mark Kamara, what are you thinking? I'm going to go with they played it 69 times. Oh, look at you with the 69. Well, I tell you what. Period. Exclamation point. That's the wrong one, but it works anyway because I got to tell you. <laughs> Meyer, you have lost the correct answer 84 times. Oh, man. So Chaz Charles with his 76 has won it here tonight. Atta boy, Chaz. Good he job, totally buddy. Cheated. <laughs> <laughs> he, he totally Googled. <laughs> you can't convince me he didn't. <laughs> and, and Scott Everett points out uh, he always goes 75 per tour, uh, which isn't bad because they only ever played this on the For Unlawful Tour. They started playing the song August That's 16th, 1991 at the Coca-Cola Lakewood Amphitheater in Atlanta, Georgia. The last time they played it, mm -hmm. May 24th, 1992, uh, in uh, Mexico City, Mexico. See, that's what I was thinking. It it, it didn't seem like this was probably uh, uh, a set list, uh, like a permanent fixture in the set list after that. At uh, So, especially, well, I mean, especially when Dave came back to the band. Uh, oh, fuck, you couldn't do that, no. He, he couldn't do it and then you know he wouldn't do it regardless but yep. uh 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 so I, I imagine it probably wasn't anything beyond that tour so that's 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 a little insight into why i guess what i guess but you know it's just just a little bit off not bad though and again full credit yeah. for chaz total asshole move but we're paid out for him <laughs> now mark you're gonna have to send him a prize of some sort no, I'll send him a prize, all right. <laughs> I'll send him I'll send him a prize that the uh the people at Cards Against Humanity gave out to people that ordered uh cards one Christmas. Do you know that story? <laughs> I don't know. Well, people uh one year ordered uh, cuz you had to order Cards Against Humanity. You couldn't just buy them at the time and as some sort of special promotion, they sent out a box of not the cards, but a nice piece of ripe shit just just in a box just a little little turd in the box like real like, wow, shit? They sent a shit like a real turd yes wow uh i don't know how they got away with doing that um but uh yeah that was a whole that was a whole thing there for a hot minute that actually i had heard about that happening before i had even heard about the game and uh, when I heard about that happening, I'm like, well, what the hell is this? Is this game like so uh, like X rated that, uh, that, that that's what we're Holy doing shit. here? Are we still um, on the air? The, the cat just laid on the keyboard. 
We're, I mean, I'm still here. <laughs> I don't know if we're still in the air. My goodness. Sorry about that. <laughs> Zoom says we're recording. So. <laughs> yeah, everything went down. Thank you, Kitty, uh, for laying on the keyboard like that. Eddie Cat Halen is an agent of chaos, and I, I kind of dig that about him. Aptly named, yeah. So, yeah, you just uh, embrace the chaos. That's oh, all I can boy. do. As a, as a cat dad myself, just embrace the chaos. Good boy. That was, that was awful, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it, you guys. We've uh, we finished another one off the wheel. We finished another album. Uh, it's going to be like that. That's that's going to be par for the course for the next uh, in the next coming weeks. We now are down to our final twelve, right? Um, twelve songs, or is yeah. it thirteen? Is it twelve? Is twelve? Tonight was thirteen. Yeah, so that we got twelve left. Twelve, you guys. So. 12 uh 12 weeks left in this main show i mean it's like uh they're not gonna happen right away as you know we have we have live shows we got things to talk about we've got other little fun things coming about matter of fact Corey, you want to tell the people like uh about uh some some fun live event that uh we got go- coming pretty soon well, I tell you what, uh, yeah, it's going to be coming up. I don't know if we're going to be doing it this weekend now, Mark. Uh, we should talk about this oh. because we only have three people confirmed. We want to get as many Patreons on the call as we can, but we're doing a Van Halen trivia night, and we're going to be doing yeah. that in place of a regular show one week. So um, officially, I think with only three people available on Saturday, maybe we do it during the week. Maybe we do it on a Wednesday or Thursday instead of a regular taping so we can get more people. Mm. Uh, but I'm I'm yeah, dying to know who out of all of our Patreons is the ultimate a Van Halen expert and Kevin Brown is facilitating it and he is throwing in like some tough tough questions not only tough questions about Van Halen but questions about our show so you have to have listened oh. to our shows <laughs> and like you and I uh, I imagine you and I are going to take part we're going to fail fucking miserably not only on the Van Halen oh, trivia but on the show <laughs> trivia because like Kevin's like oh I'm going to ask him something like this about your show I'm like I don't fucking remember that and I was on that show I did that show I edited <laughs> yeah. that show and I uploaded that show I have no idea what the hell he's talking about so yeah, like I just there's there's so much even about like last week's show that I don't remember. Like, what did I say? Like, I think Kelsey was on. Maybe, yeah. It's like that's what I remember. I remember we did Bullethead. I remember Kelsey was a guest, and that's about it. That's all I remember. So uh, there's a uh, very little brain space to to keep in once we, once we do the shows, you guys. That's why we record it so we can listen that's back. Right. Um, so if that if that's the case, uh, then I look forward to seeing what n- nonsense trivia about our show that kevin has come up with um oh boy chas is complaining but, he has uh, no respect yeah. at all uh, i'm not sure why <laughs> because i, I actually uh well, applauded. your name's not your name's not rodney yeah I, I applauded his strategy even though it's an asshole way to go and uh, scott haskins says uh that eddie cat halen is a better name than bark andre furry uh which would be of course the goalie for former goalie of the uh las vegas golden knights i believe he's now uh, with the minnesota wild uh so Mark Andre Fleury, one of the better uh, goalies uh, in the uh, National Hockey League. Yeah, the show. That's right, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we should wrap this one up. And in, in order to do that, oh, I got to talk about some podcasts, don't I? Yes, you do. All right, here we go. It's time to do the pod roll, everybody. First up, we have myself and Kevin Brown do a little show called the Ultimate Catalog Clash. We're breaking down different artist catalogs every single season. Right now, we're doing '90s Metallica. I tell you, as we record this, we've rec- uh, recorded all the uh, episode shows. We're getting ready to do the uh, season finale wrap-up show coming up soon with Scott Haskins, so stay tuned for that. Kevin Brown also does a little show called the Tom Petty Project. Uh, he also does a show with his buddy Randy Woods called Seaside Pod Review. Uh, Scott does the 
Uriah Heap, the Magicians podcast. That one's wrapped up right now, but he also does the Haskin cast, which if you don't have enough uh, Kevin Brown in your life, uh, he's on uh, this week's Haskin cast talking about the Misfits. Uh, so you can check that out uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Then, of course, we have Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. Quit biting me, cat. Jesus. The Simple Man at Skinner Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Matthew at T-Bone's Prime Cuts. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What. Quinn and Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Stephen, Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. Chaz and Shats at Rush Rash. Chaz and Wolfie at Regarding Roger. We have the Rewind to 1984 podcast with the one and only Scott Everett. The Sean Geek and Fast Red podcast. The DLR cast. The Bogus Otis show. Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich. You're all doomed. The Friday the 13th podcast. Dissect that film with the one and only Brett Parker. Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. And... Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, currently in February, talking about horny tracks. For some ungodly fucking reason, they did a porno for Pyro song this week. It was absolutely terrible, but the show itself is pretty good, so check that out. And that is the pod roll. Keeping it going, we got to send massive thanks to our Patreons. Uh, you guys... You're keeping it going. You're keeping the conversations alive, and we appreciate every one of you, including Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Pod, Rava Flav, Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown, Per Lineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Tom Arbruster, Scott Everett, Heath McCoy, Janice Risco, Brad Gould, Michael Triplett, Davey Lee Smith, Chad Pollock, and Brett Parker, thank you all so much. Uh, it, it really means the world that you guys would even bother supporting uh, just a little show like this. But the fact is that you have, and look at that. We're, 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 we've already come down to, uh, we're down to the last 12 songs. We're almost done with this iteration of the podcast. And uh, we certainly hope that uh, you and all of you, all the audience stays with us as we continue to move forward. Uh, where we go from here, you'll just have to tune in and find out. Uh, but while you're doing that, and before we do go, make sure to get yourself over to podcastwillrock.com. Check out all the backlog episodes in case you missed something. Uh, cool little things there. But mainly, we got a merch store Lots of merch there, lots of t-shirts, lots of fun designs, uh, courtesy of our own Kevin Brown for the most part. Grab a shirt, grab a, you know, you turn it into a sticker if you want, make it a patch or you put it on your, uh, you know, your leather vest, your, your denim vest, patch it up. I know all you rockers and metalheads love that. I got my own. So, you know, get yourself a patch, uh, or get you a hoodie. It's still, uh, still pretty cool out there in most areas, even though the, uh, the, the, I almost call, call them an otter. The groundhog uh, said early spring. Uh, that doesn't mean it's going to warm up automatically. So, hey, you know what? Get yourself a hoodie. We get your hoodie at T Public, our T Public store. That's where you get all the merch. Uh, support us a little bit more and uh, just make yourself look snazzy and fashionable wearing some Podcastle Will Rock t shirts. And also, if I'm just speaking honestly, get you an apologies to Gary's t-shirt because I want to see the army grow. It's been amazing watching all this uh, trans 
transpire and just unfold. Uh, thank you guys so much for that. On behalf of Corey and myself, we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Later.